Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Having a Disney craving you can't fill? Lifelong Disney World adventurers, Ashley and Sammy, will take you on a journey through the parks, movies, books, and more. Whether you live miles or states away, if you love Disney, you'll love hanging out with the Pixie Dust Twins on the Limitless Podcast Network. Hey, Pixie Dusters, it's your favorite host, Sammy. And Ashley, welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. We are so happy that you're here with us because we're starting a new month-long series all about Pixar. Yes, so in the slightly altered famous words of Buzz Lightyear, it's time to go to infinity and beyond. Yay! (laughs) As you can tell, we're very excited about Pixar. We are. We've been like... There is a lot, and we've been kind of randomly pulling Pixar into all of our episodes, like randomly saying bits and pieces. We're like, wait, we can't talk about that until the Pixar series. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I'm glad we are finally, we finally, finally doing this series. Kind of like with Walt Disney World Animation, we are going to do an overview of Pixar and how it came into the Disney family. It's not going to mm-hmm. take as long as the Walt Disney Animation because it was pretty quick sort of deal. Mm -hmm. And then we are going to talk about, if you could tell by our intro, one of our favorite series in the Pixar world, Toy Story. Yay! Yay! So let's just jump right on into Pixar. Mm -hmm. I did some research on Pixar, so did Sammy. So we're both going to kind of contribute and go back and forth on some of this. Some of this you might not have known because I did not until a couple months ago. I honestly thought Disney like created Pixar. Spoiler alert didn't oh no it was a whole separate thing it was a whole separate thing it began began in 1979 Mm -hmm. as a graphics group part of the computer division of lucasfilm yeah i literally had to read that like three times i was just like wait like george look at like what (laughs) like star wars like star wars lucasfilm (laughs) it's a part of the computer division of lucasfilm i'm just like wait a second Mm -hmm. Saying that Pixar technically helped with the graphics of some of my favorite Star Wars movies. Like, I, you can't see me if you're listening, but I'm like mind blowing right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, it stayed with Lucasfilm for, I'm horrible at math, uh, 10 minus 3, 7. <laughs> seven I years. Was just like, wait. Stayed with uh, Lucasfilm for seven years. And mm-hmm. then the next owner of Pixar was actually. But Steve Jobs, which, uh, sure, of course. I did know that. Apple computers. I did know that because Robbie's a big Apple nerd. So we have a book that's like, you can't see it. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. But it's a couple inches thick about Steve Jobs. So I know a lot of things. Is it like Harry Potter thick? Like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows thick? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's like that level. It is a big book on Steve Jobs. That gives you that gives our listeners uh, an idea if they've read the the HP books. Yes, Steve Jobs got it in 1986. So that was just a couple years before we well, a year for you, two years for me mm-hmm. before we were born. And then during that time, I guess because okay, so this is where everything got confusing for me because <laughs> when Toy Story, the first Toy Story came out, it was 1995. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I always thought, well, then Disney's ha- owned 
Pixar since whenever they started Toy Story because we know mm-hmm. it took them years and years before that to right. Do. But actually, Disney worked with Pixar's or with when Steve Jobs had it, they worked together to mm-hmm. do Toy Story and actually had to pay money to them and everything kind of had to be split and yada yada. I don't know the finer details of the contracts. Mm-hmm. But they didn't actually own Pixar until 2006. So when we were seniors in high school. That's when. Mm-hmm. That's when they bought it. And they bought it for $7.4 billion. What? That's a B. B. Billion. Billion. $7.4 billion. It was the, <sighs> the transaction made Jobs the largest shareholder in Disney. Like Jobs kind of owned Disney. Yes. It's kind of funny to think about Apple owning Disney. I know, right? It's it weird. makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not that way anymore from what I understand. Mm-mm. Do you have any information more on like that before we get to like what the studio has I got to see. Let me see. And I apologize because I made these notes very late last night. So I'm just like, what did I say? We're all very tired this morning. It's okay. It's very early for us. So let's see. Oh, just some fun facts. Like in 1986, Luxo Jr., which is the the little lamp, you know, that bounces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a short film made in 1986 called Luxo Jr., and that was the first three-dimensional computer animated film to be nominated for an Oscar. And I thought that was really Ooh. interesting. And But this is way, bef- way before Toy Story, way before Disney. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was really cool because I'm just like, who knew? So long ago. That's where he came from. Yeah, way, 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 way back when. And since you brought up, okay, Toy Story came out in... 95? So in 1991 is when Disney and Pixar announced their agreement to make and distribute at least one, which is hilarious to me now, one (laughs) computer-generated animated movie, which clearly blew up and expanded into many, many more And that would become, the first one obviously would become Toy Story. And yeah. I didn't know when I was also looking at the Pixar website, they did commercials for things. I had no idea for like foods, drinks. I was just like, wait, really? I never, never had any idea. It was just an interesting fact. Because we're in our Disney bubble. Exactly. We have All no we want to think about is our Disneyness. And it's like, wait a second, Pixar is outside of Disney no, no, that's not it. But they had to do something, right? Before they did. Before they got bought by Disney. And then Toy Story came out in 95. It mm-hmm. was the first computer animated feature film, obviously, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Blew up. Mm-hmm. It was number one that weekend. It was the highest grossing film of the year, which is insane. And then it says just days after its release in November of that year, Pixar's initial public offering took place, and it was the largest IPO of that year, which, duh. I mean. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, oh, who's Pixar? Okay. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Like, I got it. Let's do this. (laughs) And then Toy Story, even though we're going to be talking about Toy Story specifically in this episode, but it was recognized with an Academy Award nominations for Best Original Song, Score, and Screenplay. And the Screenplay nomination was the first time an animated film was recognized for screenwriting. So I thought that was really Cool. Recognized or did they win? It does not say that they won. It says that they were nominated. I want to say they won because but they may have won. I don't has earned 27 Academy Awards. Which, okay. So <laughs> I'm assuming they won at least one of those. I mean, it, yeah, I would assume. It, it was I the, didn't put it, but yeah. It was the highest grossing film of the year for 95. Mm-hmm. Come on. And then my last thing was in 97, that's when this Walt Disney Studios and Pixar Animation announced their agreement to produce five movies over 10 years, which again, huh, clearly uh, things changed a little bit. A lot more than that. Between that and then 2006. But yeah. so I just thought that was interesting. Uh, how things changed from their uh, first agreements. Went from oh just one goodness. movie to boo, they Ooh. bought it for billions Ooh. of dollars. Disney's like, oh, this is what's going to happen if we do Pixar or computer animated mm-hmm. animation. Mm-hmm. Let's let's bring them fully into the fold. Let's take yeah. them into us, got into our cash. world. Got this cash laying around. Dude, Toy Story got us all this money. We can put it back into them. It's fine. Yeah, that was a ooh, that was a smart decision by yes. Disney, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, it was. It mm-hmm. just it it blows my mind to think about like okay, in the if you listen to the animation shows the second animal part 
talking animal part. We talked about how there's only one animated animal movie in the 90s. And really, if you look in the 90s, there's not much. And if there is, it's um, and it's not put out by Walt Disney Animation. It's put mm-hmm. out by something else. Mm-hmm. If you just look at that, you're like, well, how is Disney surviving? It's like, well, now we're in, you got to look at the parallel of Pixar mm-hmm. because literally Pixar took over and it's like, oh, let's focus on this and not on animation. We'll mm-hmm. let the other like littler places do the animation. Mm-hmm. We're going to focus on this. And they exactly. did. Because in the 90s, Toy Story 1 and 2 both came out. And then 3 and 4 was much later. But just so you know what awards they've won. They have earned 27 Academy Awards, 8 Golden Globes, and 3 Grammy Awards, along with many other awards and acknowledgments. Wow. Like, I I wonder if Apple looks back and was like, why did we sell? I know, right? They got to be wondering that now. Because, yeah, that company has just made, I can't even imagine how much money. Yeah, like so much. Like, probably a good chunk of Disney's income is from Mm -hmm. Pixar. Yeah, look at how many movies, number one, and then number two, even in the parks, they have entire oh. lands that are yep. Pixar themed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. a lot. I feel like I feel like Tomorrowland is primarily Pixar. No, well, let's see. Monsters you Inc. You got Toy Story. Lightyear. Monsters Inc. I mean, those but are like the-, the characters that go around. Well, Lilo walks around, but we don't have Lilo anymore. What was that? What's that ride going to be? Have we heard? I think, well, there was a rumor that it was going to be Wreck-It Ralph, which is Disney animation. That's animation. Yeah. I think they should just like put another Pixar one in there and just kind of have a Pixar Tomorrowland. I mean, yeah, it really is kind of headed that direction. Mm-hmm. The only new play. thing that is not Pixar is the Tron ride. But yeah, so that's pretty much Pixar in a in a nutshell of mm-hmm. how it came to be into mm-hmm. arms of Disney. Yes. And we're going to transition into talking about our opinions and loves and hates. I don't think there's much hates, yeah. but of Toy Story, the Toy Story generation because with our like childhood, this is our childhood. Like anybody mm-hmm. who asks me what my favorite Disney movie is, I'm like, "Okay, I got to preface like they always ask me, like, what's your favorite Disney? I'm like, are you talking to animation or Pixar? And I'm like, whenever it's Pixar, it's always Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Always. Because Toy Story was very much just our childhood. And mm-hmm. I think that if you've watched all four of that, well, if you've watched the first three, the fourth one's kind of off in its own little world, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the, the one, two, and three, literally like this boy growing up with his toys and then at the end going into his adulthood. I know I'm going to cry thinking about it. And and mm-hmm. as these movies came out, so 1995, you have the very first Toy Story. It's all about the fun and the adventure and the mm-hmm. um, imagination and how the kids are so important. And that was 95. We were seven and eight, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like seven and eight years old mm-hmm. when this one came out. Toy Story 2 came out in 99. That was our middle school years and Mm -hmm. that dealt with a little bit more when it came to issues with feeling like they belonged and different Mm -hmm. things like that which middle school Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. and then Toy Story 3 came out in 2010 and for me that was a big year because I graduated from college Mm -hmm. and was going into adulthood Sammy was close behind because she had you know the big doctorate degree that she was Mm -hmm. finishing up yes and that was when he gives away his toys to this new girl. And I remember being in the theater just with like, wait a second. No, no, don't give away your childhood. Oh keep your childhood. Keep your childhood. I don't want to leave. I don't want to be an adult. Yeah. That's going to be a fun episode to discuss or movie to discuss. But we should probably start with the first one. The classic. Go for it, Sammy. I need to myself. Okay. So I, out of curiosity, I wanted to just look up any other fun facts about it. So I did not realize, I don't know if you know this, but Toy Story 1, one of the writers was Joss Whedon. Did you know that? No, but honestly, I'm not surprised. I just, he did not pop up on any of the other ones. There are some other writers, producers that continued all the way through. Mm -hmm. He did not, but he was probably a little busy. So I I get it. Well, I mean, that's also the era of Buffy and Angel. Exactly. Well, part of me was just like, when did you have time for this? Like, Really, Joss Whedon? Okay. But I, just, I thought that was really interesting. It kind of made you love the movie just a little bit more. Just uh-huh. act now. Obviously, this is the beginning and we're introduced to all of these wonderful characters. But we have to remember all of the wonderful voice actors that have come 
from Toy Story 1 all the way through the end. Yep. They all, the ones who are still alive, I should preface that because yeah. unfortunately some of them passed away. So that's understandable. Yeah. But as far as the main characters, they didn't lose anybody. Everybody was along for the ride. And I think that is very cool because this spanned so many years. Mm-hmm that they were just brought back in randomly occasionally to start recording mm-hmm. and all of them were like on board. Yes, I'm doing it. I thought that was great. And of course our biggest ones are Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Honestly, you know, those are the two stars if you had to say for the movie and yeah. they really, really make the movie mm-hmm. in my opinion together. Woody and Buzz are toy story. They are the, yes. yeah, which makes sense. Cause their rivalry rivalry is the, Rivalry? Rival, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. It's too early. That is the key point of the first movie is, mm-hmm. yeah, their big fight and Woody feeling like he's going to be pushed out and them coming together to. Well, and Woody's like rooted in reality, knowing that his storyline <laughs> is not real. And Buzz comes in is like trying to get a hold of his mothership and uh, thinking Buzz. his storyline is still yes. reality. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I feel bad because, you know, Woody has been in this place where he's the favorite toy. He's the only toy that Andy mm-hmm. really, really, really wants to play with. And then Buzz comes along and he feels like he's being replaced instead of trying to just adapt and join the new adventures they can go on together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a lot of really funny things that happen in the movie in particular. It's... <laughs> I feel bad when they fall out the window and everybody's just like, <laughs> Woody's trying to kill Buzz. <laughs> I do feel bad about that. And then, of course, Woody's like, because it's in his nature, even if he does something wrong, he has to go and correct it because then he feels bad. And then mm-hmm. they end up on that big adventure together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the way the toys are just like, screw you, Woody, and just <laughs> blow him. I do feel kind of bad for Woody. I'm like, oh, poor mm-hmm. cowboy. Poor, poor misunderstood cowboy well he's been the sheriff for so long maybe they were ready for some new blood it kind of seems that way the way they turned on him so yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the, one of the things i really like about any toy story movie is i feel like the way they set up every little plot every little thing that happens is important mm-hmm. to get them to where they need to go so yeah. obviously buzz going out the window and then what are you going after him and then them ending up in the van all of it was part of the bigger picture where they end mm-hmm. up at lost at the gas station and then they end up back at Sid's house where they learn to to work together and the mm-hmm. way that they set it up so that Buzz ends up in front of a TV to learn that he really is a toy you know all mm-hmm. these little things add up together to lead mm-hmm. them where they need to go yeah and I always think they just think out things so well which you don't realize as a kid you're just like oh it's so fun they're talking toys yeah. but when you watch this as an adult you're just like wow they really every little thing that happens to them there is literally a reason why they chose to do that, to build it to the end point, yeah. to the next plot point, to whatever. And I just think that that just, woof, that's why Pixar is amazing. Yeah. And I think that's why, I think, I think with writers, like ones who write storylines like that, mm-hmm. whether it's for movies or books or TV shows or whatever, you can tell the good ones from the bad ones. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, a lot of writers have different processes and I get that. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. I, I know, but I think there's something for a writer who already knows the whole story and mm-hmm. is able to say, here's my end goal. Mm-hmm. What are the key elements to get them there? Cause I know some writers who just literally start and write and don't have an end goal in mind. And you're like, I feel like that's when you have those plot holes. I feel like that's when you get to the end and you're like, what just happened? Like, I feel like you need to be able to, to plot that out and Pixar, whoever their writers were. I mean, Josh Wheaton, hello amazing writer he to be able to have those writers who can plot it out like know where they're going and be able to figure those plot lines out and be intentional not just randomly throw stuff in there but be intentional just makes just makes it and i think every pixar movie that i've seen that i can think of off the top of my head has had that kind of writing mm-hmm. exactly that's what i was thinking I didn't want to blatantly say it because then I feel like we'll get to a movie and we'll be like, well, this one was like, oh, you know, there, that I mean, is great. Yeah. The, the storyline. I I can't think of any right now, but if we get to that point, I will admit, I will admit if I'm wrong, yeah. but I'm pretty sure all of them have had great intentional story writing. Which is Whether why they're so liked, popular. 
Yeah, whether you like the story writing or not, that's the that's the other thing. Just because you don't like how the plot line ends doesn't mean it wasn't good writing. I will agree with that, yes. Just, just because you're not a fan of the story, yeah, doesn't mean it wasn't a good story. You just were not a fan of it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I like everything. Trust me, we're going to talk about some movies that I'm sure you and I are kind of like, eh, you know, it's good, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. These yeah, are there are. But <laughs> yeah, there, there are a couple in there. But you said Sid's house, and Sid's house always creeped me out growing up. I'm like, why wouldn't it? Are you I mean, those toys? What did what he do? Poor, poor toys. It's like he's a mad scientist yes. and creating these horrible looking things, and they just want to be loved. I'm like, oh, you poor things. Yeah, but when they first come out, I'm I'm with Woody oh. and Buzz. Oh yeah, I'm totally with you on Woody and Buzz's reaction. Like I was like, what did you do? What? Why? It was poor toys. It was poor, poor toys. Mm-hmm. And we can't, we can't gloss over the pizza planet scene. The aliens will never not be funny. Ever. And I'm glad they, they were a reoccurring theme because they just, oh my gosh, the, the club. It's so the club. funny. Just the way they worship <laughs> the claw, and then <laughs> was you have saved up. you have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. I'm just like, what did you do, Buzz? <laughs> like, you are forever stuck now with these aliens. It's like they're a little cult. It's so funny. That's literally what they are. They all look exactly like, <laughs> and then they just follow whatever new shiny thing. I guess is. Yup, they're hilarious. They are adorable. I love the aliens. This movie just gives me all the feels, mm-hmm. all, all four of them. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> Makes one of, come the thing I like about it too is, okay, so the animation obviously got better as time went on. Oh, of course. But even when I watch it, I'm not actively like, oh, the animation's kind of sketch. You know how sometimes you watch older movies and you're like, like Snow White. I believed this or it was, this was the top thing. Yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> I bet it. But even though this is, you know, one of the early yeah 3d animation things it's still i feel like is really well done so you're not taken mm-hmm. out of it with the way the toys yeah. look or anything well i feel like okay with with like animation like drawing animation i feel like they were still trying to figure out their legs on that one yeah and it just took them a while to figure it out because mm-hmm. it was n- new and and brand spanking new right mm-hmm. with 3d animation they at least had the drawing animation done where all they had to figure out was the computer components of it Mm -hmm. and even though we didn't get the internet until whatever year that was public didn't have computers like other like big companies and stuff had them and was already figuring things out so i don't know i feel like it was not such a big leap Mm -hmm. as i feel like some people think it was well Um, because they already had a base done exactly and it's apple that started it yeah we keep that in mind that's a big clue right there because yeah Look at what they were doing just with everything. <laughs> it's can't even get into the history of Apple because it's insane, but it makes sense. They just Disney just capitalized on what Jobs mm-hmm. was already doing. Exactly. And they definitely speaking of capitalizing, I know when this came out, there was so much merchandise and promotions for this movie and it was everywhere. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining as an 8-year-old because I loved it. <laughs> It was the 90s Frozen. <laughs> yes. I remember, I I don't know if I still have it. For a long time I had it. But I had this little dinky Woody. Back when McDonald's toys were a little. Oh, were, were a thing? <laughs> yeah. And it, he was literally like stuffed. And you could, I think you pushed a button on the back of him. And then he would say like, there's a snake in my boot. Whatever. I think he <laughs> Whatever three, line he had. He might have had like three phrases. I don't remember. I think it was more than one phrase if you push the button on the back. But I still remember that was a freaking McDonald's toy. And it was like a high quality little thing. Oh, yeah. That we got back in the 90s. So like kids don't understand. Like they don't yeah. have the quality of toys that we have today. Stupid screens. Yeah. I blame the screens. I know. But that's one thing I just remember. It was just everywhere. And I mm-hmm. loved it. It was great. I loved it. And thankfully it is still everywhere. Like, yeah, it didn't go away. That's true. It, yeah, it didn't go away. It has stood the, like, there are certain Disney movies that will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Toy Story, gener- the Toy Story generation is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think Frozen's another one, but. It is, yeah. 
I mean, we won't get back into Frozen, but I, I like Frozen. I like it. It's but just I don't know. To me, it's going to sound terrible. I'm sorry. Toy Story is not as annoying as I feel like the Frozen stuff was. And oh, I don't know if yeah. it's just because of how they marketed it or how in, a, in your face it was. But I don't remember, like, I don't remember my mom ever coming to me and being like, yeah, when that Toy Story came out, that was terrible. It was just everywhere and in my face. But when Frozen came out, I was just like, I need a break. Like, let's just take five minutes, Disney, where we don't have something going on that's Frozen related. I feel like, I don't know, there's something about Toy Story that just, it it, it spans all, it spans all genders. It spans all ages. It spans kind of everything you have the the girly characters of like barbie and and bo peep before she becomes this amazon warrior you have the space adventurer buzz you have the down-to-earth woody you have the dinosaur the potato heads you have such an array of genres and characters or genres of characters just in Mm -hmm. one movie there's something in there for everyone where Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it overwhelms you some of the movies, aka Frozen, mm-hmm. is literally like one age group with one gender and one genre, and yeah, all I get your point. Box, and then when you open it, it goes. Yeah, I think that is a valid observation. I would agree with that. We should move on. Just at, at the end of the day, Toy Story One is amazing. Everyone should see yes. at the end of the story. Okay, so Toy Story Two. Toy Story Two. <laughs> Honestly, when I remember when they announced they were going to do Toy Story 2, I didn't know where they were going to go. As a middle schooler, I'm like, how can I thought the first one was a standalone. Yeah. And I get your point because you're kind of just like, what are they going to do now? Like, are we just going to watch Andy play with them all day? Yeah, exactly. Are they, is he going to buy another toy and they're all going to be jealous of that toy, but leave it to Pixar to just, just totally go somewhere where you're not expecting it. Well, I'm really glad they didn't do that because most like second animations or remakes or anything is about that. Like pretty much the same storyline, just mm-hmm. new characters. And I'm thankful that Toy Story 2 didn't do that. And I'm mm-hmm. really thankful that they brought in more of Woody's background because yes. in the first one you learn about Buzz and, oh, we didn't even talk about his nemesis, Zerg. The evil Emperor Zerg. Yeah. When, does he fin- when does he find out about who Zerg is? This, this one, it's in this it one. this one? Okay. Yes, because, <laughs> because they, the, the Zerg follows them from the, the toy barn and he's right. trying to defeat the Buzz. Yeah. Because that's right. Apparently all Buzz Lightyear toys have no idea that they're toys, I guess. Apparently. Yeah. So it was really cool to see kind of background of Woody of like what TV show he came from. Yes, like I love other uh-huh. characters. I love Jesse and mm-hmm. Bullseye. They're just so cute. Mm-hmm. And I love that Jesse and Buzz like fall in love mm-hmm. it's so cute because they are so it's unexpected yeah you would not predict the cowgirl in the space man nope. <laughs> not at all is this isn't the one where he changes languages too isn't it no that's that's three oh, wait no yeah no where they be, no him? it's three because it's three. okay i'm getting ahead of myself yeah they <laughs> yeah sometimes it's a little hard to keep everything straight as far as the little things that happen well, they all kind of blend together after a while. They do. You have a new villain, of course, which the first one, you really didn't have a villain. No, like I said, it was just sort of the relationship. Yeah, yeah between the two. But now this we start you, getting villains. Yeah. Yeah, you actually have a villain, which is Prospector. Joe? Hold on. Let me see that. Old Prospector. He's a prospector. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. But he's one of those villains that you don't know he's a villain. Until the end. Bum, bum. Or when he, well, towards the end. Well, yeah. Like three quarters of the way in the movie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to like kind of see the, you see the kind of our world of the world of collecting. Because that's a huge world of like keeping collectibles in mint condition. You more see it in, you like, you hear more about it in like the action figure world of like mm-hmm. Comic-Con and whatnot, but they do it with toys like this too. And you got mm-hmm. to kind of see that world and Woody was starting to feel, you know, unwanted again because yes. his arm ripped because he was mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. and he couldn't go to camp with Andy. So you, you know, insecurities. So this world where he could just 
be in a box and be all sewn up and mm -hmm. live forever mm -hmm. is a real temptation for him. Mm -hmm. But in the end, he realizes that the most important thing is being there for these kids that need yes. them to grow up. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a real important thing that I, I feel like our, our generation or not our generation, but our, our world is losing that toys actually do help kids mm -hmm. in learning thing in learning in imagination yes. in coping, like learning how to cope as they get older. And mm -hmm. just, there's so many different things that toys do and toy story really builds on that. Mm -hmm. Even up to the very last movie that was just in, which I love. And I'll talk mm -hmm. more about that in four, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just so important. And I feel like, Another reason why Toy Story is going to stand the test of time because of the life lesson of, of childhood in it. I agree. And just for the comedy aspects, I think there's a lot of funny <laughs> things that happen in this movie. I really enjoyed when they decide they're going to go figure out where Buzz or where Woody went. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to like piece together and they figure out the Owl's Toy Barn. And then how it was Ham, I believe, who was flipping through the channels on the I remote so, yeah. and that scene always just makes me laugh because he's moving so fast <laughs> to go through and I'm like how do they see anything on the tv and but I just thought that was really clever how they all work together mm -hmm. and then they figured it out and then they sent a team out to go rescue Woody yeah. and that's how they end up at the toy barn which is a giant toy store and mm -hmm. has the wall of Buzz Lightyear's and then Buzz ends up getting in a tangle with one of his fellow Buzzes who does not know he's a toy. And that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole bunch of nonsense with that. And then that's where the Zerg gets released. I don't remember how he gets out, but that's why the Zerg follows them all the way when they go to his house because <laughs> the Zerg is after Buzz and Buzz is headed towards Woody. And and then they have the whole scene together and they find the a la Star Wars. <laughs> I know. I'm like... <laughs> I remember it happening as a teen, like watching it in the theaters with my brother, and mm -hmm. both of us are like, "What just happened?" Mm -hmm. Exactly. And yeah, very much a Star Wars moment. But the the reason I think Disney does that because if we if you've never noticed when certain things are going on in Disney mm -hmm. in like in in other compartments of their world, they'll pull in yes. some jokes. So mm -hmm. like Zootopia, which has done jokes about Frozen. Well, Toy Story or uh, Star Wars, the prequel, the new one, two, and three mm -hmm. were coming out at that time. Mm -hmm. And when I think that's why they looped in the, no, Buzz, I am your father. And I'm like, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, my God. It was so funny. So you're saying Buzz Lightyear is the Luke Skywalker of Pixar. Got mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was just. It was too much. It was hilarious. I loved so that funny. entire little tie-in. And then they were like playing like father and son at the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was silly. Oh, it was great. But yeah, I mean, I just think it was a good addition to mm -hmm. ex it expanded the toy universe because we added in some new toys mm -hmm. and reminded Woody of that how important he is. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad at the end Wheezy got fixed too because. I felt so bad for that little penguin. I was just like, oh, no. poor Wheezy. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, part of, like, every time I watch these movies, I kind of want to be like, I want to go back home and, like, get out all my toys and be like, I still love you. I promise. I didn't forget about you. <laughs> I didn't forget about any of you. Actually, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to confess this, but I'm going to be quite honest. My teddy bear that I've had since birth sitting on my uh, dresser. Oh, no, I got, I got my first Christmas teddy bear. He is. He's sitting in my room. Yeah. He's yeah. just chilling. He's up on a shelf away from certain dogs. Yeah. That's why mine's up on a counter now because <laughs> mine was, I, I will confess, I still would put my teddy on my bed. No, you can't it's do that. It's just a part of my, it's just a part of my, my, my. my no, bed. I'm not arguing but with now you. I'm since saying I, dog. Oh, no. Yeah. Now since I got a dog, he is up on my mm -hmm. counter space. Yeah. My last dog, Mandy, the one I had growing up, you knew Mandy. Mm -hmm. She was a cocker spaniel. She, when she was a pup, she would, she got a hold of my teddy and there's a picture of it. She's like holding it and just looking at me and like was running around. Like it took me forever to get the her, get the bear out of her mouth. Thankfully she did not rip him open. 
So Toy Story 2 was a great movie. We had a couple of, we have a couple new characters, Wheezy and Jesse and Bullet are like the big ones. Bullseye, not Bullet. Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course Prospector Joe or Prospector whatever, he's gone now after that. I literally in my notes I just called him the Prospector. So um, I, I think he might have just been the Prospector. That might have been his whole name because that's all I had written down. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. No, I think and sometimes I feel like sometimes when we have trilogy movies, the second one always feels kind of blah but i'm really glad that this didn't mm-hmm. like it didn't feel blah at all it felt really good like it was didn't feel really good it was really good Hey guys, it's Sammy. I hope you're having as much fun listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast as Ashley and I had recording it. Don't forget to check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com for even more awesome content. I have a show with my husband, Robbie, detailing how our lives changed when he developed chronic pain after a 2017 car accident. Plus, Ashley will soon be producing a spiritual show with an uplifting message, and there's so much more. We have merchandise available and information about our Patreon account, where you can help fund our growth and get rewarded with cool prizes, anywhere from a shout-out on one of our shows, to guest appearances, to a chance to host your own episode. So go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check back for updates and more content. Story three, which is terrible. <laughs> Not because of the story, but because why did you do this to me? <laughs> Pixar. You just, oh my gosh. I, I know. Oh my goodness. Lord. Uh, and it's so, you know what the worst part is? Uh, the way the movie opens is like they they show him playing with the toys. Mm-hmm. And then they just show him grow up. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is going to get terrible. <laughs> I can just feel like already in the first very beginning opening scene. You can just yep. start to feel like I'm just going to cry this entire movie. Thank you, Pixar. Much appreciated. Yep. They know how to yep. get you right in the feels. <laughs> they really, really do. So, okay. I haven't watched this one in a while. I should have watched it before this episode. Mm-hmm. But this is where... Aren't they accidentally given to yes. daycare? So, you know, Andy's obviously cleaning out his room because he's going to yeah. college. There's many toys that have been already given away or whatever. Yeah. But he plans Both to take Woody like with him. And then yeah. the other ones, which includes like Jesse and Buzz, and they're going to be put up in the attic and stored. But they end up in the wrong box. And all of the toys are convinced that Andy was trying to get rid of them. And so they they went out with the trash and they weren't supposed to go out with the trash. Obviously, they're supposed yeah. to go out And so they stow away in the donation box instead to go to the daycare. Right. And what he's trying to tell them, no, 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 it was a mistake. We were going to go. You guys were going to the attic. You were going to go to the attic. And they're like, no, he was trying to get rid of us. It's, you know, again, which happens yeah. frequently in Toy Story, there's a misunderstanding. <laughs> and, Always. And leads to an adventure. So, yeah, oh. that's how they end up at the Some adventure. Daycare. Yeah, that's why they end up there because they are just like, no, Andy doesn't really want us. And mm-hmm. that wasn't really what was going on. Well, and like that whole daycare scene, the first time they come to the daycare and they are in with the kids for the very first time, like the baby kids, it made my heart hurt so bad. But the, the sad part is it's so real. Yeah. Like I've never worked in a daycare, but I've worked in nursery areas with yeah. tons of kids, especially that age group. And they just, they just take and they throw around and they pop out and they slobber and just I'm like, Oh, oh the, the worst part no. was how they were like, okay, this is the room you're going to go in. And everyone's uh-huh. like out and they're just like, yeah, we're going to get played with. And then how, like at the last minute, Buzz is just like, wait a second. Why are none of the other toys out? And then he kind of starts to figure out, I think something bad is about to happen. But yeah. at that point, he can't go anywhere. And then no. the, like, sea of children just comes in. And he's, Jesse's getting thrown against a wall. And, oh, my gosh. Oh I was just like, goodness. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, these toys. Bad, bad, bad. Oh, these children. Oh. 
Lotso is a good villain. Oh, in oh my goodness. Yes. Because a part of it is the appearance. So the prospector, I mean, he seemed nice and everything, but when he got mean, you were kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I do. But Lotso is kind of funny because he's so big and fat and fluffy. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, why are you so rude? <laughs> you should be the nicest one here. Mm-hmm. He smells you like sp- strawberries. I was just going to say, you smell like strawberries. You cannot be rude, <laughs> but <laughs> he has a lot of hate in his heart. So, oh my goodness. He has yeah. A nice toy. Well, that's the other thing. Like these toys, because you see through all three of them, but especially this one, you see these toys that are kind of cast to the side and they're just so bitter. And you're like, wait, did I cast my toys to the side? Like no. there's that part of me, that little kid in me that wants to like make sure my toys are happy still. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm an adult. Oh, wait, my toys don't talk. We're fine. But we're okay. That <laughs> moment where you're like, what? What? Did I hurt my toys' feelings? Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. And this movie has so many ups and downs with oh they're gonna escape they're not gonna escape oh they're free they're not free i'm just like there's like ooh a roller coaster of emotions with this one i mean with most of them it's like okay there's like they kind of did that with all the toy stories where you know you think they're good and then something happens and they're not but this one was really like i thought the movie was like over (laughs) and then it wasn't and then it wasn't what oh my gosh the 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 trash the the furnace let me let me and I don't know if you'll remember this but let me say something about the furnace scene okay Okay. (laughs) so you and I and Logan went to go see this movie together in 3d we did (laughs) okay and I remember this specifically because I had not seen I don't think you had seen it yet and I had not seen it yet Logan I'm pretty sure I saw it with you guys yes so Logan had already seen it with somebody I don't know but we're sitting there and this is why I remember this because we're sitting there because he was sitting to my right and they start <laughs> going down the thing and they all start holding hands and we're all freaking out. And then <laughs> Logan leans over and he's just like, yeah. And, and this is how the movie ends right here. And I was just like, are you wait, what? And he's just like, yeah, this is how the storyline ends for the, for the toys. And I was just like, <gasps> and then of course, <laughs> The aliens show up and I remember being so mad at him. So I don't know. I don't know if Logan listens to this, but I want you to know that Logan, I have forever held a grudge against you for this movie. (laughs) And every time I have seen this movie and I have thought about this movie and we've talked about this movie, I think of you and what an awful person you are for making me think for those like 10 or 15, it wasn't that long, you know, like 10 or 15 seconds that the toys are going to be incinerated and (laughs) For some reason, Pixar decided to put that as a plot line in the movie. So. Now you know why you had to sit next to Logan during all of our movie date, like our movie friendship hangouts. Ugh. I never sat ne- next to Logan uh, purposely. This is the only active memory I have seeing a movie where he really just, oh my God, I wanted to punch him. <laughs> this is the one that really sticks out in my head. Because I remember you making a noise next to me and you freaking out. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? movie and then this because happened and then like, you told me afterwards yeah. and you told me afterwards I'm like oh I would have punched Logan I would have if Logan if you were sitting next to me and done that you would have gotten a, a fist to the stomach like it would have been done so and I wouldn't have gotten in trouble because your mom loves me and she'd mm-hmm. been like you deserve it I'm still very upset about this years when did this movie come out in 2000 yes 10 years later I am still mad about this yeah, but that but, scene is horrific. Like you, uh, you really do feel like we're about to lose Woody and Buzz, and, and they hold hands and everything. I was yeah. just like, "Oh no, they gave <laughs> up." It's but, not good. But again, thank God for the aliens. Well, I, it's Disney. They're not going to destroy these beloved characters. That would scar right. children for life. It would have scarred us. I think we were so emotionally invested. We have been so emotionally invested in these characters mm-hmm. forever, but to be able to go into our logic brain saying, Disney will not destroy them. They will be safe. This is not going to happen. not going to happen because we were sitting there bawling and crying and worried and bleh. But little did we know that would not even be the worst part of this movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> you think we got through it. We'd be, we'd be done. <laughs> oh, we did. We did not. The worst was yet to come. Yeah, we tell them what happened. So, okay. So, you know, obviously they survived the trash and yada, yada. The they, they get back to Andy. Okay. So, Woody, being Woody, writes a note 
for Andy where he suggests that he should donate his toys to this little girl named Bonnie that Woody had met along the adventures on the way to the daycare. And, of course, Andy is sad, but he's just like, yes. But Woody was not included in this because he was still going to take Woody to college because Woody was his favorite. And they're going through the toys and Andy pulls each one out and explains to Bonnie, like, who this is and what their name is and why they're – what they do, you know, because, like, Ham is not just Ham. He's evil pork chop, and yes. there's the whole storylines between each character. And the very last toy in the box, Bonnie reaches in, and she pulls him out, and it's Woody. And, of course, Andy's like, wait a second, and kind of, <laughs> you know, is like, no, this is my toy. But then he sees Bonnie's face, and he's just like – this is the most special toy of all. And I was just like, I don't even know how to handle my life right now. Chills just went through my body. Yeah. I think because I already thought this through, I'm going to make it through discussing it because I looked at it last night and then I looked at it this morning and I'm just like, you can do it. <laughs> I get through this story. But yeah, so they spend the afternoon playing together with all the toys. Oh my God. And then it's time for Andy to leave and Andy gets in his car and turns back and Bonnie waves little Woody's hand. And I believe the, the last line is something like, you know, see you later partner or something from Woody. Oh my gosh. I was just like, I'm not going to recover from this in my adult life ever. No, nope, never, ever. That is the saddest no, no, it might win. I think out of I'm trying to remember like out of all the Pixar movies and things. Oh no, this is this I is think the it's, saddest one. A, another me. one coming up that's that gets to your heartstrings too. But I think as far as like personally being able to relate mm -hmm. and all that, I think this is the saddest Pixar moment in history. Yes, and they did it so well. Yup, I guarantee you any. No, not any. Every college student, every high school senior that went to that movie that year mm -hmm. left just bawling. You have those those emotions. And I feel like even if you were an older an adult, because you remember, because I could yeah. still watch it and remember those feelings. Because it wasn't even just about, you know, Andy was leaving his childhood behind. That was the whole symbolism. Yeah. He was going to college. So it wasn't even just the toys themselves. It was so much emotion yeah. in it well and like our parent like for our parents mm -hmm. like seeing that knowing oh my gosh my child has done that my child mm -hmm. is doing that I don't have a child anymore I have an adult mm -hmm. just like there it pulls at so many different strings not just like you said not just mm -hmm. the ones going off to college the ones that are going through it at the moment but like mm -hmm. the parents that are seeing it or the grandparents or yes. just every and that's what I love about Toy Story it pulls at everybody not yes. just one and I've seen this awful thing. I think it's because of Corona. Everyone is losing their mind. I've seen these awful things on Facebook in these groups where now when like Disney groups where they send their children off to kindergarten, they literally do the stupid toy story thing. So they put all the little toys on a porch and film the kid walking away and you see Why? all the little toys because apparently everybody loves to cry and every, I had to stop. When school was starting, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be on Facebook because. But they're, they're not out of their childhood yet. They're not. They, going a couple of them, them, they were doing it with like kindergartners and stuff because they were going off to school. But there were a couple that did it with grown kids. And I was just like, why are you doing this? No. <laughs> Reminding me of the worst part of the movie. Yeah. There are people out there. But I guess because they're kids who. We're probably a little well. They're obviously a little younger than us because they're just yeah. going off. So they literally have like the collection of Toy Story toys. They have <gasps> Buzz. They have the Woody. They have Jesse. So these kids, because you know, like we were discussing, we had yeah. we had Toy Story when we were kid kids, and then when we hit middle school, that's when Jesse came around. And yeah, so so we didn't us, it, we didn't have some of those other toys like right. And then yeah. obviously, as time went on, Disney added more and more variety mm -hmm. of the same characters different buzzes you could buy different you know yeah. all of that so i think that makes sense that they would collect them as they went along but yeah they literally would have like the whole plethora of these toys and then they'd show like the the kid turning around oh my gosh these parents i'm telling you i'm just like why i will never i wouldn't be no. able to do that 
I would never be able to do that. There's no way. No, because no, you'd hear me bawling in the video. Yeah. I would be bawling. It's very creative, though. I applaud you Facebook moms and dads out there for doing that. But it made me very sad. Yes. Like, do they want to make themselves sad? Like, is that what they're trying to do is make I'm themselves like, cry? Or are they just trying to get a get yeah, the most likes? Are you going to hang the picture up forever so you can just be depressed <laughs> looking at it all the time? I don't know what the point was, but it was creative. Ugh, that is, but ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. All right. We need to move on before I start crying again. All right. Toy Story 4. Which, by the way never saw coming like the fact that they were going to make it like when toy story three yeah. ended and he gave the toys to bonnie it's like okay i mean this is it this is it like the whole see the whole trilogy has been about andy and his toys mm -hmm. so andy is now in college and it's done and we're good and no more heartstrings nine years later by the way we're gonna release toy story four but <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, Toy Story what? <laughs> I remember when it was coming on too, the big joke was, one of the big jokes from that movie was, you know, of course, all the millennials are going to be out watching it. So there's going to be like all these children and then there's going to be a bunch of millennials that are out. They're not wrong. It happened. This movie. And I was just like, <laughs> accurate. Yeah. It's like, that's not a joke. That's real life. <laughs> We're going to come back to see what's going on. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Like, uh... Mm -hmm. Toy Story 4, excuse me, how are you going to do this? Which mm -hmm. it was, I have a love-hate relationship with Toy Story 4. I agree, 100%. I love it because it's all the amazing characters that we all love. We get to see how they interact with Bonnie. Mm -hmm. They make Forky, which honestly I think is really cool to show us how like toys come alive. Like I they liked finally that. did that. And he's like, trash. No, you're a toy. Trash. trash. <laughs> Toy. Like the back and forth of that was really cool. And that, that whole sequence makes sense. But this whole storyline of finding Bo Peep and oh, that doll who needs a voice box and just all the things like Gabby, 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 Gabby. Again, it's another movie that shows that toys are so, so important to children. Even today, mm -hmm. even with all the technology they have, physical toys are so, so important. And they, they really do give a sense of responsibility and love and just all these different things to kids. So, yes, that, that storyline is classic and will always be throughout all of the Toy Story movies, no matter how many they decide to do. But, but I'm just going to skip to the end because that's my that's hate time. relationship movie because that's yeah i get you yeah. yeah the hate part is that woody doesn't go back he finally like actually is separated from them like every movie since the second one he's had an opportunity to leave them he doesn't. and he didn't he always went back and this time for some reason he thought that Bonnie didn't need him anymore, which, it, no, Bonnie always needs Woody. Woody always needs to be there. And he decides to stay with Bo Peep. Are you kidding me? She wasn't that big of a character. Why did we bring her back in? What I was reading was they were saying something about, so Toy Story 3 wrapped up Andy and his storyline. Because he, he was not, he was very important to the movies, but obviously it was mostly yeah. about the toys. And that Toy Story 4 wrapped up Woody's storyline. Why? I don't know. I don't work for Pixar. It's just what I read on the wiki. <laughs> well, so does that mean they're going to try to wrap up Buzz's storyline? I don't Toy know Story because five? I can't tell with this. I want to say they have finally said, okay, we're done. You've seen Andy so. leave. You've seen what, but I'm sorry, what Woody is going to do for the remainder of his toy life. I don't know, though, because Pixar is just, you never know. They just bop up out of nowhere, and they're like, hey, so we got this idea. All I know, if they do a Toy Story 5 and Woody is not brought back in, I will revolt. I might be a lone well, person, but I will revolt. As we said, it's Buzz and Woody. They are yeah, you have are to have Toy Buzz Story. and Woody. Yeah. Well, apparently not anymore. I wasn't expecting that at the end. So in the theater, I was literally sitting there and I'm like, wait, 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 he's not going with them? Are you sure? And then sure enough, he and Bo Peep were basically riding off in the sunset with the carnival, traveling around the country, I guess. Okay, this is where Bo Peep gets me. Mm -hmm. 
in the first movie, she was a lamp. I don't so, remember her ever leaving the lamp. But she did because she would wander she? around. Yeah, because oh, now I can't remember what she was doing. But I believe in the first one, she's just wandering around just her and the sheep follow her. And then I guess she returns to the lamp when she needs to. I don't know. But she wasn't always I attached to the lamp. Remember her. She, that's how she and Woody were like together because she wasn't just on the lamp. She would come and wander around with toys and do adventures and stuff. Because I remember Neither her like looking Neither out the window way. to see what was going on when Buzz and Woody had fallen out of the window. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she does wander around. I'm but then rewatch the first one. She looks the way she does in this one because I think she just got broken and she lost her pieces and all of that. So I think that's why she's missing the whole outfit. Well, the outfit didn't bug me. It was mm -hmm. the fact that I didn't remember her not, like, for her being unattached to the lamp. Like, I felt like the lamp was just pushed everywhere when she we saw her. But that mm. might be me in my own little mind. No, I'm pretty sure she wandered around. That makes sense. So can we talk for a minute about Gabby Gabby and her weird freaking... Oh, my goodness. Ventriloquist dummy. Uh, uh. Yes, that, we can talk about him, but I don't like him. That, to me, I was like, Pixar, why? Why did you do that? Is horrifying. Okay. They needed it. They were trying to make it creepy. So, oh, you know, so dolls. what else is creepier? Every time they were on the screen with those eyes. Oh my God. Oh, it's terrible. That was woof. I didn't, oh I did not like those. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. They and she good, was creepy. Yeah. Gabby Gabby was creepy. I was just like, if I saw Gabby Gabby on the the ground in the carnival i would not have picked her up i would have just been like well that's a creepy doll she's not comforting mm -mm. no no she, i mean she was a very old-fashioned doll like mm -hmm. like back before our time old-fashioned doll yeah she was old. like mm, no thank you i'm good i'll take one of sid's creatures over her yeah i would agree they were less creepy than the stupid dummies that were walking around Oh, those are nightmare. Yeah. See, I, I see those dummies and I think of the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where there's mm -hmm. a dummy and he's alive because mm -hmm. he creeped me out in that yes. episode, even though he was a good guy, technically. Mm -hmm. But ugh. and I read when I was a child, a Goosebumps book that was also the same thing. The dummy yes. was like, they're always alive and very creepy. So I mm -hmm. was not a fan of the fact that they were alive and walking around in this movie. Well, and they always remind me of Chucky. Like, yeah. that just always makes me think of Chucky, even though Chucky doesn't look like them. But Chucky kind of looks like it's Gabby It's the same Gabby. sort of idea. It's the same sort of idea. Yeah. Let's be it's, honest. Mm, and mm. with them being evil, it did not help. It's the same sort of. Our, our childhood of, our childhood stories did not help us prepare for <laughs> Gabby Gabby. <laughs> like, the children today have no idea. No idea. With goosebumps and all the things. Oh, and then Keanu Reeves was in this, and we are a big Keanu Reeves fans here, okay, with his movies and whatnot. As in, in Florida, as family, not me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah, put sorry. me in this. I'm in, not a cat. I am not a, I'm not a, are. I'm not a fan. I just, as him as a person and as an actor and everything, we're like yeah. big fans. So the fact that he was Duke Kaboom in this, and it was so silly. Oh. And I always think of Keanu Reeves as just being... He's clearly not that serious because of his film roles and he makes fun of himself and everything. But it just was funny to see him as this little, <laughs> little like evil Knievel toy who was not very good at being evil Knievel. So not I thought all. that was, I just was like, wow, they got him in this movie. Okay, that's cool. I, that was a fun little cameo that I enjoyed. Yeah. They had some fun little characters, like the little uh, plush guys crack me up. Yeah, Ducky and Bunny. I think that was literally yeah, they're literally a duck and a <laughs> yeah. Ducky and Bunny were hilarious. They're and you like I remember the first time they did a commercial with them, and all of a sudden they're talking and they're talking very like rapper-esque. And like that's not what I thought a duck and a bunny would sound like, but that worked. I loved it. Like, the, yeah, when they opened their mouths, I was just like, This is hilarious. This I is like great. That things like that. Again, they're so fluffy and cute and then when they start talking, you're just like, whoa, they're about ready to beat Buzz up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. And every time, laser eyes, bing, bing, bing. It's like, no, <laughs> no. So okay. Did you notice, though, like in this movie, that Buzz started to turn into Woody a little bit on yes, something? Yes, Buzz was becoming the leader of the pack. 
And mm-hmm. I think that at least was a good setup for what, see, they always have a plan going on. Oh, I know. We just weren't paying attention. Yes. But yes, Woody was leaving. So Buzz was taking over his role as being in charge. See, and that's where I'm worried that they're going to do a Toy Story 5 with just Buzz. Well, Pixar's supposed rule is that if they don't think the storyline is worthy, then they don't, even if they have something started, that they don't follow through on it. So let's hope they stick with that rule, which they feel like they have for the most part. Yeah. With sequels and whatnot. So what else? Oh, and then, okay. So Don Rickles voiced Mr. Potato Head. Uh Uh-huh. Movies. However, before this movie came out, he passed away. So I always thought this was interesting that the family basically came to Pixar and they were like, instead of recasting him, is there any way that you could put him in the movie? Because he had signed on, he was supposed to do it. And then Mm -hmm, the script was getting like rewritten and stuff. So he wasn't able to do any recordings. So they literally looked at, they said it was like 25, yeah, 25 years of archived recordings and pieced together his lines. So Mr. Potato Head doesn't really talk a lot in this movie, but when he does, they are actually the actor and they basically took a bunch of old recordings and put it together so that he was still in the movie. I did not know that. That is really cool. Yeah. And the whole movie was kind of dedicated to him in memory of him. And I thought that was very, very cool that Pixar did that. And I'm just like, that tells you what kind of company it is that they said, yes, we will include him in the movie. I thought that was very, very cool of Pixar to do. Mm, that's so cool mm-hmm. i love the potato heads they were hilarious mm. he was such that's a silly. stickler he was a good side character he Highly was entertaining yes oh all of them were the the potato heads t-rex pig oh my gosh they were just slinky dog love mm-hmm. slinky dog mm-hmm and i think they did a good job of incorporating all of those kind of what i would say core characters yeah. Now, I don't know how it is at Disneyland, but at Disney World, Toy Story Land, it's nice yeah. to see them all included mm-hmm. in the whole area. Yeah. I think they did a really good job of, you know, those are the characters I care about. I'm glad that they've made it somewhere in the mm-hmm. land, which includes yeah. all of them. Yeah. Well, Slinky Dog has his own ride. He is the star, and that ride is crazy popular, and I have been on it once because the lines are insane. <laughs> I haven't been able to be, go on it yet. Hopefully, I will this this year. I will say it is a very short ride, so I don't know about well, yeah, that's, an hour for for it. You, but remember, you and I were we looked at it when I was there in 2018, mm-hmm. and I realized how short it was. It's like, uh, let's go do something because it was too long of a wait time. I did wait a long time to write it. It wasn't an hour. It was longer than I probably would have, but I really had nothing else to do that day. So yeah, like, all right, we'll do it. It's very cool. I like that they, you know, it wasn't just, it's not just the Woody and Buzz show over there. It's yeah. Yeah. Slinky dog is included and you got the green alien twirly thingy and (laughs) you can see the green soldiers randomly throughout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like all those little elements that they did Mm -hmm. to tie the whole toy story universe into that little land very much so oh my goodness that was a lot of toy story but it was good mm-hmm. do you have anything else you want to add i'm kind of like emotionally drained no on the, I just love it. i'm just like i love it so much but like i get so intense and i'm like okay i'm, I'm I, I think i've I think i've hit my quota yeah <laughs> toy story the whole series is just adults can watch it kids can watch it it's just yes. a good classic series that will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They're worth watching and rewatching. They will forever, like you said, forever be in our hearts. So, so I think that's, that's kind of it for yeah. the episode, right? right? Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening to <laughs> us today through all of our roller coaster of emotions. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all of our social media. If you're not, we're at Pixie Dust Twins Podcast on Instagram at by Ashley Danny, but that's D-A-N-N-I-E. And at Samantha Film Samantha1950 Films Media. I almost forgot my Twitter or my Instagram. Oh my gosh. Ooh, this episode got me all flustered. <laughs> You can also follow at Limitless Broadcasting, which mm-hmm. helps produce and put together all this nonsense. We have a bunch of other stuff too that Ashley's going to tell you about because yes, that's her turn. 
<laughs> yeah, make sure to check out limitlessbroadcasting.com where we have um, a shop there where you can not only buy shirts, but other digital download products and check out some of the other podcasts that we have available. Samantha has two other ones that she's a part of, one about pharmacy mm -hmm. and one with her husband about chronic pain. I have another one that just is, I think there's two episodes, maybe three out by now. That is a faith-based or faith-based podcast you can check out. And then there's all the links to our shows are at the website. Also check out our Patreon account. This is where you can give money, give money. Mm -hmm. And there are special things to go along with it. There might be a bonus episode from us. There might be a chance to star with us one episode. There's a lot of fun things that you could be able to do. Definitely, definitely, definitely check that out because this is not free. We have fun doing it, but it, yeah. it, it, it costs money. So in the words of Woody... So long, partners. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Sammy. You're tuned in to the Limitless Podcast Network, where we chat about everything from living with chronic pain to our favorite Disney parks. Keep listening and check out our other podcasts at the end of the show. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.